I'm in a, my family's midst. That's my wife and that's my two daughters right there. And uh, when my son was young, I was standing outside of a, a van talking to a, a, another black brother, right? And my son goes, Mama, Daddy's talking to a black man. Because <laughs> he didn't get the whole thing. So I think you just, you just have to be honest with him. My dad always told me that there's no difference until someone proves different. There's bad people in every race. And so I, I think you just be honest and tell them the facts. Tell them the story of my wife took black history so that she'd understand everything that we went through. And so just being honest and sharing the facts, but letting them know that, especially in a Christian family, that love transcends everything. Mm, absolutely. Love transcends color. Good. Okay. Anyone else like to tackle that question? In nursing school, um, there were not many minority girls that were the same age and that lived on campus. Um, and I just graduated from nursing school um, two years, well, a year ago. Well, it's almost a year in May. Um, and so I knew that with um, white, white girls. And um, I had no problem with that. Um, I was the only black girl in the, in the group. I had no problem. Um, and so I, went, I took pictures with them, they're on Facebook, they're on social media, and um, I came across my, um, I was talking to my younger sister who's now seven years old, she was six at the time, and um, I told her, I said, I'm going back home, um, I'm going to see one of my friends, and she said, um, are you going to see the, those white girls, are you going to go see those white girls, those are your white friends, and um, I said, yes, they are my friends. And um, I said, it doesn't matter what color they are. I said, they are my friends. And um, it took a while for her to understand that, but I just had to be open and blatant about it. Um, they are different colors. That's okay. You know, um, but they are my friends, and I treat them like they are my friends. And so should you. And just because someone is a different color doesn't mean that they cannot be your friend. So um, I think the open and honest about it is was important for younger kids to know that okay this is my friend okay I got a question from the audience kind of kind of following that one what do you say to someone who says I don't see color trying to kind of swing the pendulum on uh, on unity but but what would you say to someone who who, who says I, I don't see color um, they must be colorblind right yes <laughs> I, I, I think I sort of hear the context in which they're trying to speak, uh, but color is prevalent, but prejudice is learned. Uh, I see that you are different than I am. Uh, uh, I can put it side by side. You know, it, it don't take much to see that we're different. But in seeing that, I don't have to be bias or prejudice towards you. And so we learn to love that which is different uh, if we can encapsulate that. So if our society, I think, would uh, start uh, embracing it. And, and really, I think from a, a systemic point of view, is that everybody feels that I have to put somebody down in order for somebody so I can go up. Mm. 
And so uh, there has always been that putting down. And, and really, uh, I don't see color. Uh, you really need to see it in order to sympathize or have some empathy towards being black. I have a 26-year-old son that I have to teach how to respond if he's stopped by a police officer. And get this, uh, we could drive the same car for some reason, and he don't drive real fast, sensible driving, driver, but he has been stopped. Every time he drives a car, he gets stopped. Yeah. Same car, a, a man. I can drive it, never get stopped. He get in the drive, stopped. And I, I told him if he ever let his seat up, he wouldn't get stopped. <laughs> and I know some of y'all don't know what let your seat up is. <laughs> that when he get in the car, he let the seat all the way back. And so the only thing you see is his head. But the Absolutely. Thank you. I think speaking kind of from the his, I'm, I'm not actually white, I'm Hispanic. So uh, I know, right? You didn't know. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but um, I, I was born in Argentina, but uh, I'm definitely uh, somewhat Caucasian. Um, I think the understatement of I don't see color, and this is what, what maybe the white culture can be guilty of, is that we try to sympathize by bleaching everything and saying, hey, you know, let's just bleach it all together and, and it will all be one, right? But you don't see that in Revelation when every tribe, tongue, and nation... Now, we're all wearing white, white robes that have been made white by the blood of the Lamb, but your color's still there. How can we tell from what nation or... or, or the, and those beautiful, that beautiful creativity is not just bleached in the light of Jesus, it's, it's made more beautiful, in the light of Jesus. So I can understand that, kind of as a white male, there is a desire to say, okay, let's just be okay. And, and that can come off very apathetic yeah. towards some of the struggles that perhaps we haven't endured. Because you may talk to a father of a 16-year-old in the white community, he's never had to have a talk with his son about the correct way to, to engage uh, law enforcement in, in kind of a high-tense manner. Um, so um, let me give you another question here. Uh, what, are, what are some things hindering racial reconciliation? And, and let's just kind of keep it a little bit more focused to, to the church, because we can, we can all kind of talk about the, the bigger concept of America, but what is hindering unity between the races in the bride of Christ? Uh, following Jesus correctly, we're, mm. not, we're not sold out as Christians. We're sold out and you're in your heart. A lot of certain churches, but we don't know Jesus. We don't know who real Jesus. We can't even Jesus that fits the area or fits uh, society or fits the market, But when you know the real Jesus, he will change your life. And that's it. We just got to know him. And our own mission as Christians should be to know when you know him, you know yourself. I went to a meeting. Uh, I, I, I go to a lot of meetings with all my guys. Now, everybody in the room is black. And we're supposed to introduce ourselves. And the guy gets up and goes, I'm a black man. Well, I'm not. We're all black men. Why are you saying that? And then I thought, the reason he said that is you have an identity. You gotta know who you are. And since I know who I am, I'm 
that question in regards to, to how do we, what are some of the roadblocks to, to racial reconciliation in the church? Because uh, it's a new day. I mean, it's a new day. And uh, there's churches on every corner of Atlanta, but that's the black church, and that's the white church, and that's the Hispanic church. And, and how do we, you know, what's, what's preventing us? B- besides uh, identity in Christ and, and sin, certainly, but, but are, is there anything else that, that comes to mind? I think, Pastor Paul, that having forums such as this is an excellent start to breaking the ice on racial reconciliation. It's a safe place where we can discuss matters. And I think um, one way that the church can engage is to continue doing outreach such as this and hearing stories and considering what has been shared. Because though you may say, well, I'm not racist, but the sins of the past have affected the present and the future. And I would like to say I don't feel like I have malice in my heart. I don't feel like somebody owes me something, but there are some things that are given to me because of people presupposing or their prejudices. So hearing and empathizing, as you said, with others to try to get a better understanding because it's one thing to say, um, we know when we're trying to be empathetic, you don't say, oh, I know how you feel because you don't know how I feel because you haven't walked in my shoes and you haven't experienced someone clutching their purse a little bit tighter or grabbing their child's hand or following you around the store. This is true, these things do happen and it's unfortunate. So, so maybe we can all learn to, to perhaps be better, not be only aware of some of the, the tensions, but, but maybe be very creative in a gospel way to disarm other people. And like a smile, like proximity, like maybe going across the room, you know. I mean, the Good Samaritan, that story, everybody went on the other side of the road, right? But, but it's our call to, to go to people who are hurting and different than us, certainly, because there was racial undertones there between Jewish and, and Samaritan. Um, a couple, uh, great questions, by the way, those of you who are kind of engaging. And I, and I, hope, I hope this is a learning time for all of us because uh, there's experience up here that, that, that aren't part of my reality. They're just not. And, and, and there's part of my lives that aren't, isn't part of your reality. But we want to learn from one another. And we want to grow together. So part of that, how, how can we learn and better hear about each other's backgrounds, experiences, cultures? And that's, that's the big thing. It's not just skin. It's the cultures are different, right? Black and white. Cultures are different. We, 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 we kind of do things differently. How can we learn and, and engage better people from, from other races and or across the line who are different from us? Uh, just sit down and start... Uh, having a dialogue. Uh, if you're not willing to do that, you will not learn of each other. Uh, well, like we do, we, we meet at the round table and, and everybody just throw their stuff out there. And what is said in the room stays in the room. Uh, it's not to be go, 
We don't go out to use it to hurt, to harm, uh, as a tool against anyone, but we can have honest dialogue. And then one thing we, the, I think that's gonna help us, be true about your feelings. You may not be feeling this. And if you don't, that's all right. <laughs> but just be honest, uh, if you don't like white folks, you don't like them. If you don't like black folks, you just don't like them. Just be, but ask the Lord to work on you, to start mm. bringing about a change, but be honest about where you are. Mm, absolutely, good word, good word. I think it's good to go to different places too. Um, in my time of being in college, I went to different churches. Um, I was not, you know, even though I knew I would probably be like the only black person there or um, the only person of my own faith to go to different places. Um, I think that's important to have the openness to go, go to different churches, go to different forums that are happening that they are and go to those places to see what they're talking about. I think just like you're doing here, uh, having a cultural event, like one day it's a black history event and everybody's invited, you know? And one day it's uh, some, something else, some Norwegian or Irish, my wife's Irish, right? So Norwegian or Irish, you can go, oh, and then do something that shows the culture or have one big cultural event where everybody has a booth mm -hmm. of different things and backgrounds, like they do mission festivals. Mm -hmm. Right. And that way everybody can kind of see, even taste food from other places. Absolutely. Man, I'd, be, I'd, love I'd be there, I would go there. Yeah, you said Irish, I was thinking shepherd's pie. I was, I was ready. Yeah, um, so, so on a big scale, church-wide, culture-wide, let's, let's put ourselves on a collision course, right? Uh, let's, let's, you know, things that unite us, for example, sports. You know, every, everybody loves football, you know. I mean, every, you know, not all of you, I'm sorry. We'll pray for you, for those that you don't. Go Falcons, rise up, right, right, amen. You know, sports, like, like our grasshopper basketball, or we're doing a skate night tonight for our families. Everybody loves skating. Not me, I have a bad ankle from the last one. But what we invite you to, you know, art has a way of, of drawing people together. But, but I'm going to challenge you here as we close. To, to take it one step further. Um, we can do this in a church setting and then we can go on and, and kind of not cross paths until next Sunday, right? Or, or, or whenever. Um, the, the, the most powerful place in the early church was around the table. Yeah. So, so, so let's, let's be real for a second. You know, when was the last time you had a, a black family in your home for lunch? Or when was the last time you had a white family in your home for lunch? Or in your home, you know. Let's just let's just break the break the the the, the line, and say, okay, I'm 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 okay with everyone out here, but in here, this is more of a sacred space. Let's talk about biblical friendship, and a biblical friendship is where people not only come to the same pew, they came to come to the same table. That's right. And and, and I'm going to challenge you, and this is going to be the challenge. You ready? Um, in the next week or two, a few weeks, we, we want to give you where the rubber hits the road. Have someone of a, of a different color in your home. You got to be intentional. Yes, yes, you do. You, you, you may have to make some sacrifices. And, just, and you'll find out very quickly that, like Pastor said, we all want the same thing. Yeah. We all want happy, healthy children. We all want a better world. We all want more peace, more justice. We all want the ability to worship together. 
And that's what we're striving for as a church. So that's my challenge to you as we close. I'm going to close with some prayer. But I'm going to invite everybody to stand up. We're going to hold hands. And we'll go across the aisles. Let's just hold hands and, uh, and pray and ask the Lord to, to unite our hearts together and heal our land and, um, and do a new work. Isn't that, isn't that pretty? Isn't that pretty? Wow. Yeah, come on. All right. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. And Jesus, we thank you that you heal us. You make us aware through your spirit of, um, of what your perfect and pleasing and goodwill is. And Father, the target has always been people for you. You came to live the life that we could not live. You died on the cross that we deserve, but you became victorious over death, and now that victory is ours. So I pray, Lord, that that victory, that that unity and that power would categorize how we treat people of different colors and races. I pray, Lord, that you would give us open hearts and open tables, open hands, that you would unite our hearts together, that you would forgive our sins that we would not perpetuate this curse any longer, but we would stand up for one another, that we would speak for one another, that we would say, hey, that's my sister, that's my brother, don't talk about them like that. Because that's what family does. We stand up for one another. We love one another. So unite our hearts, and I pray, Father, that you would use this service, uh, Lord, to be a springboard, to be a catalyst uh, to living lives that honor you and treat others the way that you would treat them. Unite us in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed.